trust that you'll be inspired, uplifted, and encouraged as we look into God's Word together. But thanksgiving is the doorway to every blessing in God's kingdom. Giving thanks is the act of receiving by faith in the natural what God has already done in the spiritual. Let me say that again. Giving thanks is the act of receiving by faith in the natural what God has already done in the spiritual. And this trips a lot of people up when it comes to thanksgiving. We spoke about the thanksgiving that happens in the circumstances regardless of what they might be. And a lot of people are like, well, when I see it, I'll, then I'll feel thankful. Then I'll give thanks. But they don't understand that thanksgiving is the doorway into the very thing they're hoping for. If we can begin to um, build up thanksgiving and develop thanksgiving in a heart of praise within us, what's well, going to radically accelerate that journey into the goodness of God that He's got planned and stored up for us. I want to give you some examples biblically of some people who walked in this. And um, I'd love for you to do the same as you read the scripture for yourself and as you hear the Bible stories. Begin to look for the doorway the access points or the pivotal point where things changed in the story. Begin to look for the attitude that people had when they approached God. And you may not necessarily see the word thanksgiving or praise, but you can see it. That's why I gave all those definitions in the beginning. When you consider that and you recognize that people acknowledging God or honoring God or glorifying God, well, it's all wrapped up in part of the same principle. Then you can begin to recognize uh, what's going on. So the first passage I'd like to read for you is Luke chapter 7, and I'm going to read for you from verse 37 to 38. And this is a passage that I would like to um, set as follows. This is a story about a woman whose outpouring of thanksgiving and love opened the door for salvation. Now, most people know this passage as the story about the woman who was living in sin, but who came to Jesus. And the setting is that Jesus had been invited to go to supper at um, a Pharisee's house. And it reads, a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. You have to realize the risk that this woman was taking because it says, when a woman in that town who lived a sinful life so it's sort of indicating that this is the kind of life she lived and people knew about it. And she would most certainly have felt threatened and felt afraid of being judged and condemned coming to a Pharisee's house. But she was willing to set aside all those feelings 
um, in her earnest desire to worship Jesus. And the beautiful act of worship that she gives is she, she weeps over him, her tears cause his feet to become wet and she wipes them with her, t- her hair and then it says that she kissed them and poured perfume on them. Jesus goes on to say that um, the woman's sin is forgiven. So what happens as a result of the outpouring of thanksgiving and love is salvation. Thanksgiving, salvation. Can you see the doorway, the access points for this woman? Um, I want to say that thanksgiving In fact, yeah, sorry, let me move on to the next point. Yeah, Thanksgiving uh, opens the door to healing. And I'd like to illustrate this from Matthew chapter 15 and verse 22. And this is a passage where a Canaanite woman seeks Jesus out. And um, her daughter is suffering um, from a demon that is possessing her. And she seeks Jesus out and she calls upon Jesus and asks him for mercy. But Jesus seems to be ignoring her to the point where his own disciples, thinking that Jesus is not going to respond or is not interested, says, Lord, send her away because she keeps on. And she beseeches Jesus again and he says, yes, but this is not really for you. It's for the Jews. She's a Canaanite woman. And she responds and says, yes, Lord, but even the crumbs from the master's table You know, the little dogs eat it. And Jesus said, Woman, because of your great faith, your desire has been granted, and her daughter is liberated, the Bible says, that same hour. So you might be saying, Okay, but Thanksgiving, how you tie it in? Well, I'd like to put to you that she was thankful that, number one, Jesus had the power to heal. She acknowledged Jesus, and she honored him as the healer, as the redeemer, as the restorer, as the deliverer. She was thankful that she was able to get to Jesus. She had to take a journey to find Jesus and to get to him, and she was persistent. She was thankful that Jesus spoke to her. And finally, she was thankful that Jesus healed and delivered her daughter. But can you see how the passage of thanksgiving led to a point of deliverance? There was an honoring and an acknowledgement and a single-mindedness that resulted in the deliverance. I want to say that thanksgiving aligns our head, heart, and body with the life of God. Thanksgiving aligns our head, heart, and body with the life of God. It has incredible power to bring focus, unity, and blessing. And God showed me in the scripture that there are four powerful spiritual principles that work together for our good. Mercy, honor, thanksgiving, and hope. Let's say them together. Mercy, Mercy, honor, honor, thanksgiving, and hope. Let's say it again. Mercy, Mercy, honor, 
thanksgiving, and hope. In the stories just told, both women had these four dynamic principles working in their mind and hearts. And what started for them in the spiritual became visible in the natural. What did the Canaanite woman do? She called upon Jesus to show her mercy. The sinful woman that went to Jesus in the Pharisee's house, she received Jesus' mercy. Both ladies honored Jesus. In both of them there was thanksgiving and there was a hope that Jesus would meet their need and that Jesus would acknowledge them. I want to say this. If you are not at peace, if you are conflicted, if you are insecure, anxious, and fearful, if you are willing to compromise your values to gain acceptance, then you're out of line either through ignorance or hardness of heart with one or more of the above four principles of mercy, honor, thanksgiving, and hope. These are principles that are like four divine rivers of God's life that flow into our lives. But when we humble ourselves before God, we acknowledge Him, we recognize that He's a merciful God, and we begin to honor Him, and thanksgiving arises in our hearts toward Him, what does it do? It always renews our hope. You're wondering where hope comes from? Mercy, honor, thanksgiving. I can guarantee you, if you have to say to yourself, don't put your hand up or answer me, but if I had to say to yourself, what is the level of hope like in your life between 0 and 10? What is, the, what is the sort of level of hope like relationally in your finances, in your prospects? How do you feel about your future? Where do you peg that? That's your level of hope. Well, I can guarantee if you begin to practice the principle of operating every day in God's river of mercy, what do you do? You break the bondage of judgment and condemnation over your life. You realize that God loves you and God is a merciful God. And you begin to honor God. Do you know what happens? The second you begin to honor God, He bestows His honor upon you. The moment you begin to walk in honor, you can't help but begin to operate in thanksgiving and praise. And when you begin to walk in those three things, your level of hope, regardless of what area of your life, is going to skyrocket. You won't recognize yourself if you begin to walk in these principles on a daily basis. Why? Because they bring alignment. They bring focus, unity, and a blessing. Alignment is a spiritual law that will either work for you or against you, whether you are aware of it or not. And these principles apply in, um, even in the secular world. People recognize these things. And um, as I did a bit of research uh, into this, I found some really interesting studies and I'd like to read just a little bit for you about what secular people have recognized about the absence of mercy, honor, thanksgiving and hope. People who are not walking in those things, what are they walking in? Well, they're typically walking in um, bitterness, 
resentment and unforgiveness. Bitterness, resentment and unforgiveness make us slaves to the law of sin and death. Karsten Roche, an associate professor of psychology at Concordia University in Montreal, says that feeling bitter interferes with the body's hormonal and immune systems. Studies have shown that bitter, angry people have higher blood pressure and heart rate and are more likely to die of heart disease and other illnesses. Charles Rayson says, the data that negative mental states cause heart problems is just stupendous. The data is just as established as smoking and the size of the effect is the same. Isn't that crazy that those things can even affect us, those mental states, those, effect, those states of our heart can affect and do affect our physical bodies, whether we are aware of it or not. Well, how much more do you believe that if those negative states that Satan would love to use to trap and ensnare us, if those things can bring death, how much more will walking in mercy and honor and thanksgiving and hope, what kind of powerful effects are those things going to have upon our hormone levels, our blood pressure levels, upon our heart, upon our whole well-being. Thanksgiving is a spiritual law of lift. Thanksgiving will lift up your eyes, it will lift up your heart, it will give you a pep in your step and a glide in your stride. Thanksgiving is the powerful spiritual law of lift. Thanksgiving is the power to rise above. Thanksgiving elevates us above our current difficulties, challenges, and trials, and positions us in the throne room of heaven. Amen. Got more to say on the subject, but for the sake of time, we're going to end there today. Are you excited to hear what more the Word of God has got to say about the power of thanksgiving, the power to lift? Amen. Let's say it together, I'm not going to stay the same. By the power of God, I choose to rise up. I choose to rise above my circumstances. I'm not going to stay the same. I'm changed by the power of the presence of God. I choose to be a thankful person. I choose to be a praiser. I choose to walk in mercy. I choose to walk in honor. I choose to walk in thanksgiving and hope. In Jesus' name. Changing hearts with you
find us at redeeminghopechurch.co.za or on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to meet with you in person.